Hi everyone! Thank you for joining us! This is... Aren't these books, books drunk? drunk? Yeah. <laughs> Let's make it a real okay. question. Uh. I'm Brandy. I'm Emma. And I'm Mariana. This is your book club with a twist, and we will always be your happy hour girlfriends. Aw, yeah. <laughs> this month we read A Heartbreaking True Tale. Live Your Life, My Story of Loving and Losing Nick Cordero by a real fighter, Amanda Klutz, with Anna Klutz. Ladies, even though I knew how this would end, I was an absolute mess while reading these last chapters. Oh my God, yeah. mess, 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 mess. Yes. <laughs> losing Nick Cordero was a tragic loss for his family, the entertainment industry, and the world. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Amanda, for sharing your beautifully raw love story, reminding us of the genuine kindness in people and mm. affirming that even in the darkest of times, we still have our angels. Oh, I just got the chills. <laughs> Last week, we chatted about the significance of our favorite numbers, what we would or will hooray for, mm. and we openly shared an intimately sacred moment we've each shared with our husbands. For the last time this season. Oh, shit. <laughs> Seriously? Did I just say that? Here we are. What Crazy. does Ricardo want us to tratar hoy, tia Emma? That's a new word for me, Mariana. Did you just say to drink today? To, what is tratar? To sample. To try. Oh, to try. Okay, okay. Well, our bartender has been working so hard for us these last two seasons. Seriously. Thank you, Ricardo. Thank you, Ricardo. And he continues to deliver for one last cocktail of this season. Woo, woo, woo. Our final cocktail pairing for season two and for the final episode of this book is called, and you kind of just touched on it, Mariana, mm. The Guardian Angel. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and guess that even if you didn't read along for this book with us, you knew where the story was going. And sadly, we have reached the point where Amanda gets her own guardian angel. I wish we had a happier cocktail name to leave y'all with, but at least it tastes really good. Yeah. Let's hype up our bartender to bring him <laughs> into the bar today and thank him for his work. Okay. Yeah. And now, <laughs> here to share your final cocktail recipe is the Italian maestro, Ooh. the Rick in the Wick, Ooh. the just too handsome for his own good, oh my. the Very singular true. sensation, the unstoppable, <laughs> Wow, Ricardo! Ciao, ladies. Welcome to the bar. Hola. Hi. You good? Are you ready for a oh, very ready. weird cocktail? Yes. On paper, is terrible. Oh. I'm telling you. <laughs> but it works. It's very good. Okay. All right. <laughs> so the cocktail of today is called the Guardian Angel, and it's oh. been created a few years ago from a New York bartender, Eric Castro. I choose it other than the name. It's because because uh, the main spirit is an Amaro, and I love Amaros. Mm. And oh. again, it's pretty interesting because when you read the recipe, 
you think that you're reading two different recipes. They are completely yeah. different cocktails. Uh, together, these ingredients in the cocktail makes total sense. Make total sense. So don't worry about the list. Let's go deep right. down. We're going to uh, trust you. Yes. So main spirit, Montenegro, and we're going to need an ounce and one quarter of Montenegro. The original, okay. the original recipe called for orjat. The orjat is pretty difficult to make. Not pretty difficult, but it's long to make. So okay. I found this way to substitute it with Amaro di Saronna. Amaretto oh, di Saronna. Yeah. And we're going to need half of an ounce of the amaretto. Three quarter of an ounce of lime juice, half of an ounce of white rum, mm. and a little bit of, of uh, rose water. Rose water mm. is very. We used already rose water we for did. a couple of we cocktails. Yeah. Yes. So because it's pretty uh, a strong ingredient, use just a couple of drops. Otherwise, it can change a little bit of the flavor okay. profile. Mm. And last but not least two or three slices of cucumber. Ooh, yummy. That's the, that's the ingredient that threw me for a loop. I was like, oh, like, <laughs> like what? Oh, Amaro, Montenegro, <laughs> and cucumber. And cucumber, oh. yeah, right. and rose water, all right. <laughs> so it's very easy. We pour all the ingredients into the shaker. We give a gentle model to the cucumber, mm-hmm. and we shake and strain up in a chill glass. And Ooh. the garnish is another slice of cucumber that can be either floating on top of the cocktail or on the edge. I like it floating. Okay. And that's the Guardian Angel. Aww. The thing that I like about this cocktail is it's a combination of a sour cocktail mm-hmm. and a tiki cocktail. Mm-hmm. And uh, other. <laughs> and as a cherry on the cake, the main spirit is an amaro. So it's an amaro tiki sour. and it works and I really like it I don't want to say that it's my new favorite cocktail but it could be my top three you're kidding me yeah I really like it well going out with a bang then (laughs) I hope you like it too and enjoy your guardian angel ladies gracias Ricardo as always for everything ciao bye bye all right women Cheers. Salud. Salud. Oh, you have a beer, Mariana. I do. I mean, it's the last one of the season. I needed to have something. Yeah. Some, some. Ooh, ooh, ooh. How is it, ladies? How did Ricardo describe this? Like a tiki sour. Yeah, a tiki, tiki sour. Fresh. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, like, I don't get tiki. Like, the the Amaro, you know, she's, she's bitter, but yeah. I get the like the sweet fresh. Yeah, I think he called mm. it tiki because of the rum and the cucumber. Yeah, mm-hmm. that mix. But yeah, with the amaro thrown in, it's a it's a twist. It's cool. <laughs> it's I don't know twist. that I would have ordered this if I saw it on a drink menu. There's no chance. Yeah. <laughs> but Not I do love chance. rose water. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the name of this cocktail is so sweet. The Guardian. It's perfect. <laughs> Makes me really sad. Well, we on that note, it? yeah, you yeah. Might, you might as bring well. Us home. All right, here we it. here we go, girls. Go. This week, as Nick's mom and Amanda begin to wonder whether keeping him alive is cruel, they get a helpful word from a nurse who tells them that Nick is now 100% living on life support. There's a machine running every single essential function of his body, and he is fully maxed out on all of his medications. 
Together, Leslie and Amanda decide that it's time to let him go. He's surrounded by family, music, and love as the last of the machines are taken away. And ladies, I know it might be hard with this book because it is a tragic real-life story, but... Mm. It has become Mm. a little tradition on our podcast to rate the books that we've read. So I want to know how drunk this book is. As we all know, we can each down pretty much a full bottle of wine at each one of our happy hours. (laughs) So do you give it one glass, a half a bottle, a full bottle, or a full (laughs) bottle and a shot of breast milk in what is now the new Mommy Mariana style? So can I totally tell our listeners that both of you tried my breast milk? I mean, we you brought did. it up. We did. Our oh, own husband. You brought it up. We all it, and we sampled. We all tried. That's <laughs> we are right. Milk. Now connected. Yeah, I know. It's like blood That's sisters. That's what true the friends are all about. Booby milk sisters. <laughs> we are. Exactly. It was actually pretty good, too. Who needs yeah, tequila anymore? Just have a shot of my breast milk and you're ready to go. I mean, it was weird that we were drinking it, but it didn't taste Thank weird. You. It didn't taste weird. Yeah, it tasted <laughs> like it taste. It didn't taste like milk because it didn't taste of like. I think lactose you said rice me. milk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it tasted like a milk alternative. Yeah, it was. It was a little sweet. It was rice yeah. milk. Yeah, it was like the milk that you'd find at the end of drinking fruity pebbles. Yes, that is exactly right. Good job, Mariana. <laughs> well, I guess that's why now our secret Loretta's is out in the open. It. All so right, you're not getting out of now this we know question, why. though. Yeah, it's fruity pebble milk. <laughs> go. Well, okay. To answer your question, I'll yeah. go first. I'm gonna give this one a full bottle. And as an homage to the full bottle of red wine that Amanda and Nick would drink when they would have those beautiful intimate nights at home that they most enjoyed. So, yeah, for me, it's a full bottle. I think it was an experience reading it. I had been wanting to read it Mm -hmm. since she came out that she was publishing this book. I really loved the way that we got to know them and their love story. I really also love the way that she wrapped it up. It was a it was a beautiful ending to such a tragic loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was also such an incredible experience, a unique experience to read it as I was viewing her on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, oh yeah. Because I don't know if you ladies saw, she has now made it to the finals. Oh, yes, Last Amanda. Week, yes, yes, she did. Last week she was in her the semifinals, and as her last piece that she had performed with her partner. Alan, she did a contemporary piece that he choreographed, and it was to the song Live Your Life. That I saw. I watched it. It was unreal. It was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Even one of the judges, her name is Carrie Ann Anaba, who was also a host on The Talk on CBS, which I guess they knew each other before then, before she got on Dancing with the Stars. She even said that in the middle of the piece, she could see. Amanda losing herself Mm. like all of a sudden it just there was something that happened to her and to me it seems like she started dancing with Nick Mm. like Nick was there and Alan was no longer there and she was there dancing with him with her so the whole idea of guardian angel and everything it's like he's he's there he's there Mm. sorry Emma I interrupted you what were you gonna say no it's just gonna say with her guardian angel yeah exactly 
Yeah, so I, 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 I really did enjoy this. And there was a lot of things that resonated with me as a first time mom going, yeah, reading through I'm her sure. journey with Elvis. Just there were, there were a lot of things that I could relate to. So this was a full, bo- full body, <laughs> full body. Yeah, I love that. I'm so glad that you enjoyed this so much. How about you, Emma? I also really, really liked this book, but I I was going to rate it a half bottle. I am a really tough critic. Yes. But yeah. I also, I think, you know, just in terms of my style and books, like knowing where it's going and not being able right. to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, no, and it was beautifully written, but just personally knowing where it's going and knowing how sad it is and was and knowing that every time I sat down to read it I had to have like a box of tissues nearby yeah Yeah. but I did I liked the journey that she took us on I thought that she weaved she did a good job in the storytelling of it how Mm -hmm. she would you know be there in the hospital with Nick but then like whatever happened would remind her of something like with Elvis and so then we could go back in time and see that part of her I thought that she did a good job of weaving the history together to give us a full picture yeah Um, and it left me feeling like I knew her better Mm -hmm. which is which is really nice because I also you know as I said I've been following her on Instagram so to even get like a deeper sense of her was was a really nice gift of the book yeah yeah Yeah, I mean I totally agree with you I think I would give it a half bottle too but I do wonder if that could change I think for me the toughest thing was we're still in the middle of this fucking pandemic Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. yes thankfully now we do have the you know the vaccine and we are getting boosters and all this stuff but it's hard to still see people being kind of reckless with their own health and with each other's oh health God, and yeah. all this stuff. So yeah. for me reading this book, like I kind of just felt like I didn't have enough distance yet from mm-hmm. this whole situation. And so I do wonder if, you know, in like four or five years, I come back and revisit it. I'll feel more open to it. Does that make any sure. sense? Yeah. Because right now yeah. it just felt like... Oh, it felt a little suffoca- suffocating, like a little just mm-hmm. yeah. too hard, too no. heavy. I too see real, that. I yeah, guess. too real. But that's the thing, too. That's what I also appreciated, the rawness, the realness, the honesty, the yeah, bluntness that sure. she bl- brought to this, mm-hmm. to the pandemic, to what she did in actuality go through. There wasn't any hiding behind something, like right. a beautiful soliloquy or anything. It was like, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. This is still happening. But people came together and gave me hope and continued giving me hope. Right. And I so. thought it was really beautiful, too, that Dr. Ng said to her, oh. um, well, I forget what specifically he said to her, but he did thank her for bringing more awareness yeah. to the seriousness of the situation, yes. which, yeah, she 100 percent did. Yes. We haven't. I wasn't even going to go there. But now that you're saying it, we haven't talked about vaccines on this podcast because I think... I don't like getting into politics, and I think yeah. everyone should be able to mm-hmm. do what they want. But I will say, <laughs> here we are. I wasn't going to say it. Now I'm. Now I'm. Now I'm. <laughs> in it. Say it. Preach. I just, if you read this book and you're still not convinced that mm. that medicine can help save you, <laughs> but so many other people, right? Then I don't understand. I, 
for yeah. you, like, it's just, it's just still maddening to me that there are people that are not taking that seriously. And when you hear yeah. of a story like this and when you know that if vaccines had existed back then, this could have been prevented. Right. right. I just feel like, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That is so harsh. But it just it's not. It is so infuriating to me. I mean, I completely agree with you with the holidays coming up. You know, I didn't travel for the holidays last year. There were no vaccines right. yet. So, like, mm-hmm. there, I just wasn't going to do that. But this mm-hmm. year, there are. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I am traveling home for Christmas. But that's been a really difficult conversation to have to be having mm-hmm. with people at home is, like, I'm... I'm not hanging out with un- anyone who's unvaccinated. I'm not going to risk <laughs> yeah. that for myself. I'm not going to risk that for my family. I'm not right. going to risk that for my husband. Like, it just doesn't make, I'm going to have to jump on a plane. What if I have COVID and don't know and I get on a plane and yes. like, yeah, I'll have right. a mask on. But, you know, it just, it does not make any sense. And so it's been such a difficult conversation to have with family members who yeah. are not vaccinated, <laughs> are refusing to get vaccinated. And the conversation has just had to be point blank then I cannot see you. Mm. And that feels so harsh and so shitty for me. But but are they coming to your family's house for Christmas? Well, that's been part of the difficult conversation is like at Yikes. Christmas, we usually have a huge, you know, my family is massive. Gathering. We mm-hmm. usually have a huge family gathering. It's always at my parents' house. And my mom, I love her dearly, is very family oriented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But we do have a lot of family members who are refusing to get vaccinated. And <sighs> so, yeah, that that was just a really tough conversation to have to have with her where it was like, you know, if if you really want to have this family gathering and you should be able to do that, like, I won't come home because I am not going to condone that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's right. I'm not going to hang out with people who haven't because then that to me is saying that's okay. It's okay. Right. I don't exactly. think it's okay. I think right. it's pretty fucked no. up. So yeah. that's been kind of shitty. It's shitty and it's really selfish. It's really selfish for individuals that don't see beyond themselves and don't think about others. Right. It's really thinking about if they if they don't care about their own health, think about somebody else's health. Think about the person that's next to you, how that could affect them, mm-hmm. you know? And these people like Nick that died and you're basically saying like, well- I don't believe that. Yeah, or I don't care. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. And it's crazy to think that we're still having this con- having to have this conversation. Yeah, I mean, in the news just a couple of weeks ago, this whole Aaron Rodgers thing that happened that was wild. But then, like, it's slowly kind of been coming out that there are many more players who have not been vaccinated who are starting to test Which positive. I and know. It's it's. I know. It's let's crazy. go. It's almost the end of 2021. Let's let's pull it together, folks. Yeah. Hooray for vaccinations. Hooray for vaccines. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know I'm like jumping to the end of the chapters, but while we're sipping on this guardian angel, it's just reminding me of one of the most beautiful moments that I thought that also just made me weep hysterically when I was reading it. When Amanda was laying in bed with Elvis next to her mm-hmm. and he was cooing and making noises and she thought, oh, that's so weird. And, you know, 
she said, Nick, if you're here, have Elvis give me a kiss. And then he did. And so many, like, do both of you believe, do you believe in that, that you're, I just thought that was a really, I I really liked how she put that because I've never heard, Mm -hmm. I've never heard of, um, I've never thought of that concept of someone dying, being able to be so close to you, Hmm. like actually their physical or spiritual presence. Mm, and that actually there. brought me a lot of peace. Um, and I had never mm. thought of it like that. So do both of you believe that? Is that something that you'd thought of before? I had heard about it before. I don't know if I necessarily believed in it. Mm-hmm. But hearing it, just how you put it, Emma, hearing her or, list, or reading how she worded that in that experience, it just made it a lot more real for me. Mm. And crazy thing that happened to me this week, which totally relates to this, I was holding Lorette. Andrew had just gotten home because he had, he actually went to work for the first time this week. Wow. Which after 19 months was insane. Yeah. So we were just talking about our day. And then all of a sudden I looked down at Lorette and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to call you little turnip. (laughs) I have never used the word turnip. (laughs) Ever. Okay. Unless I see a turnip, I'm going to say, oh, that's a turnip. But you don't like run into a turnip. It's not on your everyday. Yeah. So then Andrew goes to me, do you know that my grandmother, who he called Mem, who Lorette is named after, would always say, fell off of the turnip truck. (gasps) Like she would just refer to herself and being like, what, do I look like I just fell off of the turnip truck? Which is also such a weird that's a weird saying yeah Yeah. (laughs) right oh my god and I just immediately I just stopped and I was like holy shit wow that's because it just in me it was just like what how I there are no words but it just it literally happened that way and I looked at Andrew and I was like you gotta be kidding me I it just it was unbelievable that's really cool maybe she's there Maybe she's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the two of you know that I was, I did a week-long workshop this week where I was in person in an acting class for the first time in two years, which is fucking crazy. But there were so many little weird magical moments like that in people's scene work where, you know, two people would be doing a scene and it would just happen within a scripted scene this magical thing would happen where something would be said by the characters that related to very personal things that had been revealed Mm -hmm. earlier in the week. Like just these crazy coincidences kept popping up. And I kept thinking like there just must be some vibration or like some frequency in the universe that you can tap into in moments that feel like magic or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I have to say, though, I did have some issues with those more. I I did have a hard time with those moments in the book that were extremely religious or like that moment where it's, you know, Nick must be there because, you know, Elvis is kissing. Those moments were a little tough for me to get through. But I do think and I think I've said this before on the podcast, like I do think that if those are things that 
resonate with you in those moments. Like, I think that's beautiful. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I think if she was laying there and felt his presence, that is fucking stunning. You know what I mean? To feel so that. Are you saying hard to get through because you don't necessarily believe that or you think that yeah. it's like a crutch that people use to make them feel better? A little bit. And I don't know if that's me being cynical. It probably is. But yeah, I just had, there were so many of those in this book that I just was like, okay. <laughs> like, oh, see, and I loved that because uh, I'm a person that like really believes in signs and I and I mm-hmm. feel all of that. So for me, I was like, yeah, I believe in that energy. I'm actually surprised you feel that way, Brandy, because you are such a, you know, you've had uh, a reading. Yeah, because you've had readings with your spiritual guide. So I'm it's mm-hmm. funny that you feel that way about. People right. on the other side. But those were more about like past lives. Like that reading was more about past lives and stuff. You know what? It, it wasn't about, I don't know. I guess what was, what's maybe curious about it to me in this instance is why we yearn for that so much. You know what I mean? And for her, I get it. She had just lost her husband. So, like, of course, you're looking for any sign that he might still be with you especially if you're living in the house that you two were supposed to live in together like I totally get that I just don't know for me it's always just a question of like why do we want that so bad why do we need that so badly I don't know I just had a hard time with it mm-hmm. I think at least for me I see it as having a tough time letting go mm-hmm. yeah because if you can still feel something or sense something or think back on something then you still are close to that individual Mm -hmm. or that experience or that moment in time. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And if you don't want to let that go, that's a way to remind yourself that 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 did happen in reality or Mm. that 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 could still be part of your life if you just hold on to it. Which is, I think, why, too, she hangs on to certain things of his, you know, like the flannel shirt. Because you can't get rid of all of it. But it is curious or it's interesting, too, because the flip side of that is – when you when something ends that was beautiful but it doesn't end in a in a good way like a breakup you kind of there's a part of you that wants to let go but also doesn't you know i'm thinking back to when i would find sure. or or feel a sign from like a, a a really bad breakup and it would make me emotional mm. and i would want that to go away like i i wanted to let it go i didn't like mm-hmm. that it was infusing my life but then there came a point where i was ready to accept that and I and I wanted to I could I could see those signs and say oh that would have made me that would have been really hard for me like a year ago and now today I can just take that as a gift and then let it go so I think and I guess that all is just tied into grief right Mm -hmm. I guess it's just Mm -hmm. that's all it's just all phases of grief yeah is what we're saying. That makes me uh, think about the moment that she was talking about how the analogy that she made about basically saying goodbye to Nick and picking up his hospital room was very similar to the closing of the Broadway show Bullets yeah. Over Broadway and her picking up oh. picking up her dressing room. I thought that was a really beautiful analogy because it is saying goodbye yeah. and just picking up whatever is left yeah. and being able to look at all of that and everything that has happened mm-hmm. during that time and just and then the moment's gone trying to move on. Yeah. Yeah. But wait, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> <Mariana>. <laughs> 
We have a listener question. Yay! Listener question. Yes. Who is it from? Well, this listener question comes from Adrian Orozco, Aww, one of our faves. <laughs> and he has a question pertaining to a discussion in our last episode. He wants to know, Brandy, we're calling you out, Brandy. Brandy. He loves to call with me your, out. <laughs> with your expansive vocabulary, it was interesting that you called yourself unreligious versus secular or atheist agnostic. Was that just the wake up Nick, which was our last cocktail, or is there something there? Wow, Adrian. I know. God, Adrian. Yeah. Way, to, way to lay it on me. <laughs> That's a really interesting observation that actually yeah. had not, I hadn't really clocked it as I said it. Um, but thinking about it, I think I avoid those words. And tell me if I'm, you know, if my definitions of these words are not correct. But I think I avoid them because they don't 100% fit what I believe in Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. atheism and secularism seem to also deny spirituality and I definitely don't don't believe in a god being in the traditional sense so agnosticism also doesn't seem to fit you know what I mean like none of those just seem quite right so Mm -hmm. I use unreligious because it seems like the most all-encompassing term if that makes any sense. That does make sense. But Adrian, I know that you also don't have a super <laughs> traditional religious belief. So I'd be super curious to know how you identify mm-hmm. too. I would love to have that conversation. Oh, she's point. turning the table uh, on the listener. Turning the tables on you, Adrian. Uh. <laughs> no, but thanks, Adrian. That's a, that was a super interesting little nugget to to have to pull apart. Yeah, and very observant of him. <laughs> he, yeah. you know, Adrian is like that. Adrian finds the tiniest little thing and Doesn't like it's like, wait a, a minute, but look at Dissect. this. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. huge. Nothing get, yeah. nothing gets by that, Adrian. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Adrian. Yeah. Thanks, Adrian. Okay, I'm going to bring up two things. A lot of things have happened to me this week that I immediately or immediately brought me back to this book, Ooh. which is like, whoa. I'm nervous One, about what they are. I know. You two were very much involved. Oh. And I need to bring it up because I need our listeners to listen to listen to what happened. Okay. And I don't know if you guys experienced it the same way I did, but for me, it was something that I will cherish. It's just about Aww. drinking your breast so, milk. So, other than that. <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> that magical. Was just, so <laughs> Yeah, that was pure, yeah, everything. Anyway. So, uh, Tia Emma and Tia Brandy came over last, whenever that was, last Friday And they came during Lorette's bedtime. So they practiced (laughs) or participated in Lorette Bell's bedtime routine, which does obviously take a lot (laughs) because she's only two and a half months old. So it's quite a feat to actually get her to go to sleep. But if you ladies remember, we were around her halo. I was holding Lorette and immediately (laughs) made me think of three men and a little baby. Which Amanda talked a lot about how she made that connection with Aunt and Todd and, you know, Elvis and how they did this whole rap to kind of soothe Elvis so he could go to bed. And we ended up singing or trying to sing (laughs) Goodnight, Sweetheart World's Time to Go, 
Which led into, I don't even remember what Christmas song. It was Let Emma. It Snow. Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, right. It was Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't remember the lyrics. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but it, it's like one of those things where, you know, when you share certain experiences with friends and now having a daughter and having you two share in that, like, it's it's something that – it's another magical experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how else to put it because it's it's pretty cool that I felt like I was in a movie that I used to watch when I was a little kid. Aww. And now I was doing it with my daughter yeah. alongside two of my really great girlfriends. That's so cute. You know? <laughs> that was really sweet. That was a really cool moment. Yeah. It really was. And she fell asleep. Like, it's like something and that was And she fell implant. asleep. Yeah. And she did. And she was her out. to slumber. Not only that, did not only did she fall asleep, but she was out for like three hours, which gave us plenty of time to go out and have dinner and drinks <laughs> right, and come back. And right. Andrew didn't have to do much of anything <laughs> while we were gone. Yeah, she was out. These sweet vocals are here anytime you need, Mark. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Hey, let's make it a nightly thing. What song will she segue into next time? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And then the other cool thing that happened, well, not cool because it actually brought me to tears, but it was an it was an experience. Uh, we were doing tummy time as a family because Waffles was included. Aww. So Did he lay on we Andrew's all tummy? On, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were all on the the play mat and the background music. I had a Disney playlist on and it was Aladdin's A Whole New World. Mm-hmm. And so Andrew was basically looking down at Lorette because she was done with tummy time. So she was flat on her back. She went and grabbed both of his index fingers and like held on tight. And they were both like staring at each other while he was hovering over her. I was just like watching this happen. And then I thought to myself, like, these are the moments that I need to continuously be present for Mm. because they're only going to last so long. And immediately made me think of Amanda, Mm -hmm. how she could only like wish to have those moments again with her husband and and Elvis. Because those are moments that you like you at least for me now, I know that I've dreamed of to have a family where we're all so connected and this beautiful being that's like looking up at our father with so so much wonderment and curiosity and Aww. and love it's like it's it's priceless it's epic yeah that's so beautiful it's a whole yeah. new world oh a whole oh new no. world let it snow let it snow let it snow <laughs> no but you oh, saying that reminds really me of what happened in these chapters that just really did break my heart when she misses Elvis's first steps because oh. she's at the hospital oh, yeah. and yeah. she realizes that both she and Nick missed that moment. But then the really beautiful thing she says afterward is that both of his grandmas were there and yeah. got to see it. And yeah. I thought that was that was a really beautiful, you know, obviously she would have rathered have it that she had Nick were there together to see it but sure. like that was such a beautiful thing to have happen that would normally never freaking happen like I wonder how right. many grandmas actually get to see their grandbaby take their first steps probably mm. it's probably a tiny little percentage yeah mm-hmm. so that was one thing that I just kept thinking throughout these chapters is this horrible tragedy happened but their families together are now so 
tight and enmeshed and they yeah. know each other so much better than they would have otherwise. Which, again, is just finding more silver linings in such a terrible time, yeah. which is something yeah. that I so appreciated throughout this whole book. Yeah, definitely. Well, that that leads me into something I wanted to say. Oh, talk to us. Ooh. One of the biggest takeaways I'll carry with me from reading this book, aside from that, is the importance of living every day with joy and optimism for possibility and gratitude for what yeah. we have and using these tools to help me get through periods of grief or depression. I'm so moved by how Amanda has chosen to live her life and lead by example for Elvis mm -hmm. and everyone following her story. So mm. I wanted to ask you two how you are going to choose to live your lives from this point on. This is not like a New Year's resolutions question. I really don't like those. But rather, what do you want to bring into <laughs> your day-to-day -to, -day to help you live your life in the highest vibration? Mm. Oh, I like the way you phrased that. I think for me, the biggest takeaway from her is that she really lives her life with a tenacity and like a ferocity that mm -hmm. I really admire. Reading that epilogue and how this book was finished, I think she said within six months of Nick having passed away. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You just lost yeah. your husband. We're in a global yeah. pandemic. You're a single mom. Yeah. Yeah. And you wrote yeah. a book like that just was wild to me it's the same thing with her taking to instagram and letting people know what was going mm -hmm. on with nick in the mm -hmm. first place and then sticking mm -hmm. to that every single day and updating people and starting that t-shirt business that they had been wanting to start like she just attacks life i feel like in a way that um so true that i wish i did i think you do though not like that well, i mean that's I mean, an epic she just proportion seems to be fucking head on yeah. Like, I feel like if I had lost my partner, I would be with my head stuck in a hole somewhere mm. for who knows right. how long. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I can't imagine yeah. being like, I need to write about this and share it with people yeah. right now. Yeah. She always immediately thinks of how to get back. There's something that's yeah. always like there's she's one step ahead of herself. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I make someone feel mm -hmm. better about my situation and then like make them feel better? Yeah. You know? It's special. It's, yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it is special. I, I, I mean, I already kind of mentioned it. That being present is a huge mm. thing for me, especially right now, because I know that these these months in Lorette's life and in our life as a family are going to go by so quickly. So being present to be able to take all of it in as yeah. much as I can, it's going to be a huge thing to keep that like mm. living my life in the highest vibrancy of highest vibration. I also wanted to take away her playfulness. Like, there's yeah. a part of me that's really serious at times. That's a good And one. now having a baby, like, I need to really go back to that part of me that I think I lost along the way because I was so work-oriented that mm. I forgot, like, that playful yeah. side of myself that I only show Andrew. But I think I need to now show more of that mm. part of me to more people. Yeah. Um, also asking for help is going to be a huge thing for me. Yeah. And I think I'm starting to do that. But I think that this book definitely was a reminder of that, yeah. of reaching out when I mm -hmm. when I can't. And mm -hmm. when I have to say, I can't do it all. I need someone. Right. I, need, I need you. Or I need this. 
So I think those are like my top takeaways. I think one of the big things too in this book is anytime she asks for help, people are so happy to help her. People want to help her. And I think that she probably is somebody who was, she seems pretty open and like she was probably Mm -hmm. always pretty okay asking for help. But it does seem like she sort of reached a new level even in, you know, at the end when Dr. Ng says he wants to be her personal doctor and all this. And she's a little like for a minute, she's like, oh, God, do I want that? And she's like, of course I want that. Like, that's amazing. So, yes, ask for help because people want to help you. Okay, (laughs) sorry, Emma, what about you? Mine are, like, very specific, mostly inspired by this, but taking longer and intentional breaths. I talk about it all the time, and then I forget. This I really got from her is moving my body every day. I feel like this year, because I've spent so much more time on the couch and so much less time walking and exercising, I just feel this, like, stagnant energy inside and she really inspired mm. me. I actually was taking yoga last week and I and I thought of Amanda. You know, while we were doing sun salutations, I thought, mm. yes, well, why am I not doing this every mm. day? Like, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. This one might be just more because it's getting dark outside and this happens to me in the winter. But I've noticed the power that lighting candles has over me. There's like – I know. Very like mm. sensual. But – Lighting a candle and really spending time like in the in the flame. Yeah. I don't know. It just yeah. it, it yeah. like stirs something <laughs> up inside of me. So I want to spend more time mm. with with warm, soft lights. Have you ever read mm-hmm. Twyla Tharp's book, The Creative Habit? No, but I love Twyla Tharp. So good. You need to you read it. You have to read it. But she also mentions Seriously. how heat and uh, fire are so important to her in her work. And she specifically talks about candlelight and fire oh! and how primal it is for us as humans. Oh, I love that. Talking about another female who's tenacious. Oh, my God. Yes. Don't even get me started on her. (laughs) Maybe we should think about that for a season three book. Oh, my God. I would be more than I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And then my last two. Sorry. I I didn't mean another one. My last two are I want to eat what makes me happy and I want to say yes. yes. Just say yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That was one thing that I really loved, too, because, you know, she's a dancer and she's a fitness, you know, instructor and all this stuff. But I loved how much food Mm -hmm. there was in this book. She's always like they're always eating either tomato and mozzarella or pizza or (laughs) ice cream. Restaurants delivering something. Ice cream. Yeah, it's cake. Like there was just it seemed like food was always around and in a good Mm way. Well, speaking of food. Oh, okay. <laughs> we are dropping this episode on a day That's where right. most Oh my of gosh, us we didn't even say happy bit. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Yeah, we're dropping this on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving from Thanksgiving. your past. Thanksgiving. <laughs> so I've started a tradition with my family and my in-laws. Well, it all depends on where we're celebrating Thanksgiving. That we go around the table while feasting on everything we can fit in our tummies. <laughs> and we Aww. say what we're thankful for. And since, like I said, we're dropping this episode on Thanksgiving, 
I would like to do this a la Are These Books <laughs> Drug Style. Oh, please. So, let's find those silver linings during the last six months, okay. shall we? Okay. I want to play a little game called The Top Terrific Tintillating Turkey <laughs> Tofurky Top 10 Moments of Season 2. That we are ever so thankful for. Oh a rapid-fire sip-after-every-number list of the oh, top fun. 10 moments of season two. Oh, my gosh. All right? Okay. Got it? All right, let's do it. <laughs> I'll go, then B, then E. Okay. Okay. Number 10. The moment when Barrette Bell made her first appearance on the podcast, and she went out with a bang by pooping in her onesie. Oh, that's and we a have good the one. sound effects to prove it. Yes, we do. Number nine, obviously, the moment that M finally came back after an almost two-month yes. break away from the podcast. Yeah. Number eight, having our first author interview with Patricia Engel of Infinite Company. Yes. Number seven. The moment when Ana Maria Correa Cárdenas, a.k.a. mi mamá, yes! <laughs> came on the podcast as our guest host and shared her love story with us while getting really that tipsy was on of Casa my favorites Number six, all of the theories about the wife upstairs, but most especially Emma's theory that the twist was going to be that there was also a wife <laughs> downstairs. Oh, my God. Did that really happen? It didn't pan out, Mariana. It didn't happen. <laughs> It blew my mind, though, in the moment. I was like, oh, my God, this is it. I'm going to write it. I love Number that. five, when we met our first fan in person. Shout out, Maria. Oh, yes. Yes. Number four, the moment when we were talking to Ricardo about O Canada, the cocktail, <laughs> From last episode, and he kept on referring to the drink requiring a big ice cube. He did. And then I said, well, the bigger the better, which in return he said, welcome back, Mariana. And I said, yes, bitch, so I'm back. nervous and awkward. Uh, I love when you I all throw a so like that and then he just stops talking. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. The punny Southern Manor style business names that we came up with while reading The Wife Upstairs, which, by the way, were Live, Laugh, or Love and Amuse Douche. Yeah, that oh was good. You got to go back and listen okay, to Okay, I those, need to Mariana. go back and listen to this. <laughs> those were some good episodes. <laughs> wow. Number two, playing the game in Midnight Library, part three, guessing the lives that we didn't see Nora Seeds live. Those are good. Oh, that was pretty Go epic. back and listen if you don't know. Those she's, are good. She's a snail. She's just a snail. <laughs> snail. <laughs> well, and number one, also in Midnight Library, the moment where we stated our affirmations. And Brandy said, you're missing one, Mariana. And you said, you are a sister. And then I said, I am a sister. And that's where Tia Emma and Tia Brandy came oh, to be. Oh, my God. <laughs> it took Emma a while to remember that one. Yay. All right. That was the top terrific tintillating turkey tofurkey top 10 moments of How season two that we that? are ever oh so thankful God. for. I love that. <laughs> That was so fun. 
Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, since we were talking, since, you know, through that game, we were talking a little bit about the past books that we read over the season. Oh, yeah. I'm curious if you ladies know what your favorite book of the season was. Like, what would you say? I would say Infinite Country. I mean, you guys could kind of guess that. Yeah. Because it was about my culture and to have Patricia on the podcast and to be able to really talk more about me and discover more about yeah. me and find out more about, you know, where I come from. Because there were a lot of things that were new to me, foreign to me, that I didn't even right. know that, you know, mm. were a part of my culture. And having your mom on, too. Having my mom on and listening instead of reading along, we oh, listened along. Yeah. It was pretty amazing while she was here while I was pregnant. Like, yeah, all of that was pregnant. just so... Ugh. Mm-hmm. That was such yeah. a beautiful book. It was such a gorgeous book. Mm. So well written and Patricia yeah. so lovely. Yeah. That so was that, also mine. mine. It was also mine was? because of the writing, but the conversations that it sparked between us and the awareness that it provided yeah. me into immigration, consequently making me think about the book yes. and that subject matter a lot outside of reading it. And like you said, having the bonus mm-hmm. of the beautiful conversations that gave us with your mama and with Patricia, yeah. I just feel like mm-hmm. it was such a nice package of conversation and material. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I feel that. Well, I'm gonna be. be? I'm gonna be the fucking outsider here, even though I agree with everything that you guys said. <laughs> I think probably The Devil in the uh, White I knew City you were was my say favorite. That. It was my favorite oh, book, yeah. at least, that we read. Yeah. It was just, I don't know, it was mm-hmm. so interesting. I feel like it was really different from anything else yeah. we've read on the podcast. That mm-hmm. story was fucking crazy. Yeah. The fact that we had never heard, I had never heard of it, at least, was just, it felt like a really wild ride reading that. Um, mm. And, and I still think cool. about it now. So that's always yeah, a good sign. Same. Every time I see a Ferris wheel, it's yeah, like, same. Like, like <laughs> constant. Yeah. That's one of Andrew's favorite books. And he also he says the same thing that he thinks about it all the time. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And Chad also. Wait, did Chad? Chad. Chad Hudson. Yeah. Chad yeah. also loved this book. Yeah. The man who created our yeah. logo. Yeah. Hey, Chad. Hi, Chad. <laughs> I forgot something that I wanted to throw into my live your life question that I asked you. I forgot one. And it's an important one. One of the things that I really liked that Amanda does, did, and still does is coming up with a positive thought of the day. I want to take that with me. I might turn it a little bit so it's more of like a mantra. But I really like that she starts every day with a positive thought. Yeah. So that is something I'm going to add. Okay, I'm going to add two things to oh. that because <laughs> I'm definitely going to continue taking away with me musical mornings oh, yeah. with Lorette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we listened to the soundtrack of Dirty Dancing this morning. Perfect. But there's a lot of baby. <laughs> oh, <laughs> But she absolutely loved it. So that's one because I could see how happy it makes her to listen Aww. to music in the morning. And the other thing is letting it go. There's a lot of letting it go in this yeah, in this book yeah, yeah. and just moving forward. So, and that's always yeah, that's been a thing true. for me. So that's how that's going to be maybe my my positive thought of every day. Mm. Just oh, let it go, go like that. and be. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Like, I think yeah. another thing I'm going to take from this book too is just like his love of music. Oh. Yes. 
astounded me. And I, you know, I told the two of you that as I've been reading through, anytime she mentions a song, I play the song Mm -hmm. as I'm like reading. Yeah. And I listen. I don't know if you two got the chance to listen to the songs that she specifically mentions about the moment when they're taking him off life Mm -hmm. support and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I had never heard any of those songs before. And I, I, I was just kind of realizing how limited my the music that I surround myself with is, you know what I mean? Because he had such an eclectic Mm -hmm. musical taste. He just had such a huge knowledge of music. And I thought, I need to explore that more because I love music. Mm. Um, And it was really cool to get to hear somebody else's aesthetic in that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Music is powerful. It is. Really powerful. Well, are we going to wrap this up? Oh my gosh. Is this happening? Weird. This is so strange. Because I feel like I just came back and now we're done. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) woo. What a whirlwind. (laughs) But let's, let's, let's finish this off with the last final question of season two. All right. Let's go. Let's do it. Like Anna, if each of you were to write a letter to your immediate family, Where would you insist for everyone to eventually move to? Where would you all live happily ever after? I think I know what Brandy's going to say, but I I still want to ask Yeah, no shock. New York. Come on down, (laughs) y'all. Or come on up, I guess. Come on up. The Big Apple. (laughs) My answer is surprising me because I was going to say Richmond, Virginia, where I grew up. But I think just because it brings us full circle to where we all started. But I'm not sure that I actually want to stay there. So we'll come back to this. Okay. And by stay there, I mean like end up there. So for now, Richmond. For For now, now. I'm going to say Richmond. Richmond. California. Oh. Wow. Why? Where did that come from? It's always been. Huh. It's always been. And if I can pinpoint what each person in my immediate family wants to do, they can do it there. Ah. And I think it would give us it would give us the the city life, but then have the like outdoorsy feel, have the beach, have it just it's yeah, it would it would really suit everybody. That's exciting. Mm. Yeah. Maybe you'll end up in Laurel Canyon. <gasps> Lorette and Laurel. Whoa. Laurel. Lorette. Laurel. All right. <laughs> Now, if we find out they grow turnips in California, this shit is going to get crazy. Okay? <laughs> She's going to live on Turnip Row. <laughs> all right. All right, <laughs> Thank you all so much for oh, listening. If you like what you hear, leave us a fabulous five-star review or reach out to us on Instagram with your comments and thoughts. We love hearing from y'all. We would love to give a huge shout out to everyone who returned after season one and sipped along with us through season two. Also, a shout out to Emily at Emmy's Book 77 who reached out just this past week asking us what book we had in store for you all next. We don't know, Emily! (laughs) But because of those comments... We can't wait to be back for season three. Yeah. What, 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 what? Well, folks, that's all she wrote. 
or red. <laughs> We're taking some much-needed rest for the next couple of months so that we can come back feisty and ready to serve you the titillating conversations that you deserve. So this is just a bye for now. We'll see you next year. Literally. Yeah. 2022. Hey. Stay hey. tuned for announcements on our epic return on our Instagram page at Arthi's Books Drunk so that you're ready to read along and sip along with us into 2022. Because yes. <laughs> always, always happy, happy hour. hour. Here. Here. <laughs> well, bye guys.